a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Thank you for joining us for the Run the Race podcast. I'm your host, Jason Dennis, and this is, uh, as you heard, a special edition, uh, a Star Wars edition of this uh, Fitness and Faith podcast. We talk about fitness, we talk about faith, and there's a lot of correlations with the Star Wars movies. And uh, my guest, Derek, you're going to hear from him in just a few minutes, and he is uh, probably one of the smartest and biggest fans of Star Wars that I know. But before we get too deep into Star Wars, I wanted to wish uh, each of you a very Merry Christmas. Hope you get a chance to spend time with your family. Hopefully you have safe travels and have gotten all that shopping done, didn't procrastinate too much. Also want to wish all our Jewish families a happy Hanukkah. Uh, that's an eight-day holiday that's known as the Festival of Lights, a celebration commemorating the rededication of the Second Temple of Jerusalem, one of the most popular holidays in Judaism marked by the lighting of the menorah, which happened uh, several days ago. And we know it's a very busy time of year for you, especially around the holidays. So we, we thank you so much for joining us for the Run the Race podcast, which can be found on Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts, where you can leave a review. And we want you to subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it uh, so you can enjoy it. Maybe some of your downtime over Christmas or between uh, Christmas and New Year's time. And uh, later in this particular episode, I'm going to uh, read to you a, a different version, maybe that you've never heard before, of the Christmas story since it's the time that we are celebrating Jesus and his birth. Back to Star Wars now, you know, uh, one of the things we're going to be talking about with Derek first is the Force, which has a lot of spiritual symbolism with it. We're also going to be talking today about the rise and fall of Anakin Skywalker, later becoming Darth Vader. Uh, obviously, a lot of lightsaber battles, how fitness plays a role in those. Um, we're going to be talking about the wisdom of Yoda and uh, so many different uh, fascinating things that he brought us on the big screen. And also rebirth stories, uh, like some of our favorite characters, Han Solo and most recently, Finn. So uh, joining me now is my friend, Derek Kincaid, the Chief Meteorologist for WTVM. Thank you so much for joining us, Derek. Jason, thanks so much for having me. This is a, a cool treat, getting to talk a little Star Wars. I was excited to hear how we were going to tie the themes together with the theme of your podcast, so uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, and then, you know, 40 years of epic adventures, because this started back in the 70s before you were born, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I think right around the time I was born, I'll give you my, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 43 years old, you're a little younger than I. Just a little. <laughs> and uh, so this podcast is about fitness and faith, both featured in all these uh, Star Wars movies in some way. Nine movies, three trilogies, the last coming out just in theaters a week before Christmas, The Rise of Skywalker. So we're going to start with that. Again, no spoilers. Mm -hmm. Um, but tell me about uh, your thoughts, because both of us saw the movie yeah. on the Thursday night that it came out. I got to see it with some of the crowd of people. Um, I didn't see anybody dressed up, but what did you think overall of the movie, the the, the culmination, the end of this uh, saga? I thought it was, it was a good movie. I'm not going to say it was uh, the greatest Star Wars movie I've ever seen, uh, but I would say that coming from a fan of the original trilogy, the original characters... I think there was always going to be some, not disappointment, but some uh, tempering of expectations knowing that the characters that you and I grew up watching, Han Solo and Luke Skywalker, they're just, and this is not a spoiler, they're, they're playing lesser of a role in the new films than they did in the past. So I guess from a personal standpoint, it would have been awesome to hear more of their stories told in full, but look, they've got a Brand new cast, of course, for this trilogy. Very talented actors and actresses, and I thought it was uh, 
a lot going on in the movie, but it was a good end to the to the Skywalker saga. I think with Star Wars and with any sort of um, uh, intellectual property that has a very large, diverse fan base, you're not going to be able to please everybody. Yeah, I thought it was superb um, uh, action and acting. I thought Daisy Ridley was phenomenal as Rey and uh, Adam Driver as uh, Kylo Ren as well. And we won't give it away anything, but you know, you will get some answers to yeah. some things about you know who's family with who and and that kind of thing. And there'll be some closure. And, and we you know, we do you know in some capacity, obviously, see Leia, Luke, and and, and Han. Mm-hmm. And so you know that kind of brings us back to the original uh, Star Wars that were made. And obviously, you know, this whole saga, especially the first six episodes, is about Anakin Skywalker, kind of a, a failed messiah. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be the one that brought balance to the Force, the father of Luke and Leia, and the grandfather of Ben Solo, who becomes Kylo Ren and then matches up against Rey. Um, so obviously, the Force is a big part of this, and uh, and the battle for you know the, the the family and the soul of Anakin and everybody else. And Obi Wan, you know, in one of the the original movie, the very first one made, A New mm-hmm. Hope, he calls the Force it is something that binds the galaxy together. So for you, you know, he says things like "use the Force, Luke," mm-hmm. those kind of things. For you, how important is the Force to? This whole Star Wars story, and, and it's you know in forty years in the making. I think it it's got to be the central theme because I mean you think about the different battles and the different things that take place surrounding the 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 story of Star Wars at its heart, and I think what really gets a lot of people kind of drawn into it is the focus on the Jedi and the Sith and the idea that you've got the light side, you've got the dark, you've got this ability to redeem oneself if you get too far on the other side and the question of if you can i mean you'll hear yoda and others propose that once you start down that path that that you're done it forever will it dominate your destiny but i think the the focus of the force is the focus of the story as a whole if it's again the energy source that binds the galaxy together i think it binds the trilogies together and, you know, it's uh, one of my favorite, probably my favorite of all the Star Wars movies. Maybe you agree. Empire Strikes Back. I agree, 100%. Okay. So, episode uh, five, if I'm mm-hmm. correct on that. And one of my favorite scenes is Yoda out in the swamp training Master Luke or what, you know, going to be a Jedi. And, you know, lifting that, that, uh, that, that ship out of the water. And he's trying to get Luke to have that faith and have that belief. Do you think that's kind of part of the force is having that faith and and not in your just in yourself, but in something that's bigger than yourself? A hundred percent. Again, that probably my favorite quote, probably one that you're alluding to, is when Yoda lifts the ship out of the swamp and and Luke comes to me and says, "I don't believe it." And Yoda says, "That is why you fail. That that lack of belief in something that that's bigger than yourself. In this case, the the energy field." called the force that uh, again is binding the galaxy together that surrounds all living things all living things have in their in their bodies in their soul if you will uh so absolutely i mean i think that's that is the theme that is the the crux of it all of luke's training and i think in this new trilogy even that theme kind of carries on too Right now, now we're not talking about necessarily the Gospel of Luke. Right, uh, right it's right. around Christmas time, but mm-hmm. but but Luke is obviously the central character of a lot of these movies. And um, you know, in Proverbs three five through six, it talks about how you know, lean not on your own understanding, and acknowledge him in all thy ways, and he will make your path straight. And that's kind of what Yoda is telling Luke in in, in a sense about the Force's true nature and power. And uh, I, I remember in the very first movie, A New Hope, Episode uh, four. Where at the very end, he's uh, in that X-Wing fighter and he's going towards the Death Star, which is trying to kill all these different planets. 
and uh, you know Luke is um, kind of sensing, you know, I don't know if I can do this or not. And then you have you know the voice of Obi Wan Kenobi, his spiritual mentor, uh, in his head saying, you know, let go, Luke, uh, trust me. And then Luke does that, kind of lets go. I mean, for you, is that a pretty powerful moment at the end of that very first movie that was made? Absolutely, because you see, too, before Luke's run through the Death Star Trench to destroy the Death Star, you see another pilot who uses all of the technology available to him, the targeting computer. He's got it. He's he's zoned in. He's, you know, he's locked on. And his attempt to destroy the, the uh, Death Star fails. And, you know, we know that Luke you know, has this power, has this ability that's untapped at this point. But it's, uh, you know, interesting to see him kind of forego that technological advantage and, again, lean on his understanding of the, the a bigger power to help him succeed in his mission. Yeah, something that's bigger than himself. He maybe yeah. was not able to do it himself, and that's how we are a lot are a lot in life. Um, and obviously, along with Luke, you know, his father, uh, it's not really a spoiler here. Right. I mean, you learned, this, old spoiler. <laughs> you learned this like 30 years ago that uh, Anakin Skywalker is Luke's father. Um, so uh, that that is a spoiler mm-hmm, for, uh, mm-hmm. for previous movies. But the first six episodes or movies really kind of center on Anakin Skywalker. He goes from, from little boy mm-hmm. to a Jedi in training and then to eventually Darth Vader, the, the villain uh, that many people know from these stories. He was the chosen one, bringing going to bring peace and order back to uh, the galaxy, but this powerful dark force, the emperor, whoever you want to call it, uh, really kind of gets him to choose not the righteous path, but to choose to be an instrument of evil. Um, how important do you think that story, the rise and fall of Anakin, and and uh, we see him become that in episode three, how important is that to just, uh, you know, kind of setting things up for the future stories? Well, I think, you know, when it comes to the future stories, and again, this wouldn't be a spoiler for the current movie, but you you learn some of the characters are related to uh, Leia and Han Solo, Ben Ben Solo, or or Kylo Ren, if it will, uh, in the new movie. So I think that the the rise and fall of Anakin is really the one thing that has influenced everyone's point of view for so long. Whether it's uh, Luke's point of view on the Jedi Order, how things when he's training up Jedi can be different than it was when Anakin was uh, involved in the the prequel trilogy and how that worked out. Um, Things that Yoda has learned and evolved on as far as how he teaches Luke versus how he used to teach Anakin and Obi-Wan back in the day. So I think that central theme is something that drives all of Star Wars. In this new trilogy, I think you're seeing the, the after effects of a galaxy that had a Darth Vader in it and also had an Anakin Skywalker in it. Both the same person, but again, two different sides of the coin, I guess. Right, and you hear, you know, obviously with Anakin Skywalker, you know, he kind of sees in Luke this altruistic, like, wow, you know, he can be somebody good that I was not able to kind of choose to do. And Luke is somebody that maybe unconditionally loves me, even though I'm Darth Vader, um, you know, and he still wants to be my son. And uh, Anakin, you could say in a sense, kind of sacrifices himself Mm -hmm. in one of the last of the originals uh, movies that were made, that trilogy. And so do you think that that, um, you know, that that sense of sacrifice is is a theme also throughout Star Wars? I think, I mean, not, not just when it comes to the Jedi and Sith, but when it comes to uh, one laying down their life for their friends. I mean, you, you have numerous instances through the movies of it, what seems like impossible odds, but they're still going to go through this mission anyway. They're still going to put themselves on the line anyway, uh, even in the face of it may not be what's good 
for them, but what's good for either their friends or for the cause as a whole, a, a greater good, um, defeating evil from the galaxy and that sort of thing. So I think you see that when Han Solo comes back in A New Hope to help Luke Skywalker destroy the Death Star. He'd already said, hey, I'm out of here. I got to go pay this bounty hunter off and, and I'm leaving. You know, he was thinking about solely about himself, but again, at some point has that change of heart. He comes back even though, number one, it's not good for him. He's still got a price on his head. He's inserting himself into the middle of a space battle that he could easily get shot out of the sky on, but yet he's coming to, to Luke's aid to help Luke, to help Princess Leia. Uh, and that's just one example. Again, I think there are a ton of those themes, not just with the, the Jedi, but with other uh, characters in the movie that, again, are, are, are sacrificing something uh, for the greater good instead of themselves. Yeah, Obi-Wan Kenobi in A New Hope, you know, sacrificing, mm -hmm. letting the friends escape, and then, you know, in A Force Awakens, one of, I think, the top four or five on these uh, trilogy movies for me, um, you have Han Solo uh, greeting on that bridge his son Ben, Kylo Ren that he calls himself, and sacrificing himself. He didn't know yeah. maybe that was what was going to happen, but he did that to, to maybe try to turn um, you know, Kylo Ren in some way, his son. Yeah, know. something he, he felt like he had to try, at least. You know, you, you, one of those situations where, you know, do you go through life, you know, kind of choosing an easier path and not having tried or not having done something that, you know, could have made a bigger difference? Yeah, because Leia tells him, you know, says, that's our son still, yeah. and you should go and try, you know. And that's the theme, too, I think, through the movies of, like you said, the when you have a person has turned to, the dark or turn to, to evil, there's, you know, many people look upon them as they are lost, they cannot be brought back into the fold, but you have a lot of characters in this story that are able to see good even in the face of some of those atrocities that have been that have been you know committed by by some of these characters, but there's still that sliver of hope that you can bring them back to the good side. Yeah, and you were, you were talking about Christmas time and uh, the it's a celebration of Jesus being born, but then obviously 33 years later, laid down his life for all of us, not just you know his friends. Um, and in Star Wars, you know there are so many examples of ordinary people. Um, maybe Luke was ordinary at the time, hanging out with his aunt and uncle, you know, rebuilding things. And uh, then they end up doing extraordinary things because of their faith, whether it be in themselves or an all-powerful force or just in something bigger than themselves. Do you think that, um, you know, that um, kind of is an inspiration for people that watch these movies that are, have this wonder about seeing Star Wars on the big screen? Well, you know, when George Lucas created Star Wars for it, back in the 70s, when he was coming up with the idea, he drew from a lot of... Um, resources, including some of the old serials of like the 40s and 50s that were on television, Flash Gordon and, and things like that. But also he drew from, I mean, and he made no secret about it. He drew from the world religions. And I think in Star Wars, the parallels of, of Christianity are, I mean, in some cases just really out there. You've got to think about the origin story of Anakin Skywalker in episode one of Phantom Menace. We find out that he was basically a, a virgin birth. I mean, it, it, that it doesn't get any more <laughs> Christian than than that. So again, when you're talking about this time of year and, and the Christmas season and these themes, I mean, Star Wars, uh, you know, it's not going to match up perfectly with right. with everyone's different we can, beliefs. We can't pick out who's Jesus and <laughs> right. who's God, you know. <laughs> but but I think you can at least identify themes in that movie that that can make you think or can can draw you back into real-world examples uh, in the Bible of, of different parables that, that Jesus spoke on, that Jesus uh, taught. And, of course, Jesus himself, the idea of that 
that redeemer that that is going to come through and you could even argue again at the end of return of the jedi anakin is able to bring that balance that was promised to redeem himself um not in the instance because he's not the perfect person through the trilogy but at least uh he's able to to come back into the fold um and is rewarded in a way by having himself become a force ghost Mm -hmm. as what we, of course, see the good Jedi become. Um, and in a way, he's able to, even in the face of things that he's done in his life, be rewarded at the end. And I think, you know, the Holy Spirit is uh, maybe a good um, kind of a correlation with the Force and kind of speaking to us and, and not something that we can see or touch um, in this world, not something flesh, but something that, that just kind of guides us. And we, we, have, we have free will. We have a choice. Do we do this or do we do that? And, and a lot of times we know what's right or wrong. And sometimes we choose because these characters in Star Wars, none of them are perfect, just like none of us are perfect. And it shows that, that through that imperfection, you can still do you know amazing things and still win the battle. I'm glad you brought that up. That's, a, that's such a great theme, too, through, through these new movies as well, is the theme of is your destiny already written or what kind of free will do you have when it comes to making those choices that will lead you down whatever path you'd like to go down so i think you're going to see that throughout these nine films as one character saying this is set in stone this is what you are to become because of your upbringing or because of whatever and then you know the the teachings of the jedi that idea that you have the free will to make those changes in your life yeah now this podcast run the race is also about fitness so uh this new movie the rise of skywalker there's a lot of great action Uh, oh yeah you know the beginning and especially the end we won't give anything away about who wins or (laughs) who fights but you can kind of make your guesses um but um, a lot of great action. I mean, do you, in terms of in comparison to maybe other lightsaber battles that we've seen, I mean, did you, were, I mean, obviously they're able to make the movies a little better technologically, yeah. but do you think that it was realistic and it was uh, really, um, you know, kind of kept your attention? Absolutely. I mean, I think there were, I think what's unique about this movie, and again, no spoilers here, but you're you're getting a lot of, a lot of confrontations in this movie, we'll say, and uh, I think that's always one of my favorite parts of the films is, is you know, what is that big lightsaber battle going to be? Who's it going to be between, and, and what kind of, especially with the newer movies, um, the prequel trilogy, now these, you can you can add so much more to that in terms of, like you said, the the cinematography, the acting, the special effects, as far as the almost the rhythmic rhythmic gymnastics of it all um, when when they're fighting with these uh, with these laser swords. Now I've seen video of you uh, fighting <laughs> with some kind of lightsaber, or I'm not sure if it was fake or real, and doing some different moves. That was uh-huh, recent, right? Uh-huh. So that was, that was, it, it was some experience. A little, a little experience there. Uh, and again, it, it's fun. And there's you know I'm sure that you could go on and find. Uh, in some of the bigger cities, I'm sure, uh, classes where people, yeah, sure. you know, are, are doing that with, with lightsabers. I mean, fencing is a thing, of course, sure. that's going to keep people fit. But, I mean, there, I'm sure there's a whole uh, Star Wars-themed um, <laughs> workout when it comes to that. Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to talk about a uh, kind of a Wookiee Chewbacca workout later mm. in this podcast uh, after I get off with you. So, uh, But, um, you know, it, it's interesting. I just found uh, this year that the lightsaber dueling, get mm-hmm. this, is now officially recognized as a competitive sport in France. Wow. Wow. Hasn't make it made its way to the United States yet, but of course, you know, the LED lightsaber replicas um, that can, I guess, slice a, a Sith Lord in half, <laughs> uh, you might say. Um, so uh, that's obviously from the, the, the Last Jedi. Um, but uh, lightsaber um, battles are a big part of this because, you know, that's that kind of goes back because that kind of gives you a framework like that was in the original and it was in mm-hmm. the last movie, right? Right. You know, another thing, too, when it comes to that, 
it's not just the the lightsaber training that the Jedi must you know learn and and master, but in many examples you've got Yoda, especially in the original trilogy, that's training Luke's body. I mean, he's it's not just about running around it's controlling one's breathing controlling one's you know thoughts as you're basically doing jedi crossfit i've actually seen uh heard heard that little parallel uh when it comes to yoda being on luke's back running through the jungle swinging across vines you know doing that very physical exertion as well in order to to train his body too he doesn't have a gym out in the swamp <laughs> to, to do, do leg workouts right. back workouts that kind of thing well, so. see that proves that you can you know anything you've got around you, you don't have to join some fancy gym I mean, yeah. you, anything you've got around you you can go running and, and kind of you know stay in shape in in, in some way, whether you're a Jedi or right. you know, normal person, whatever. Right. And you were talking about Yoda earlier, so mm-hmm. um, for me, and I think we were talking about this uh, last week when we were looking forward to the new Star Wars Episode Nine. What our who our favorite character was, and for me, it's Yoda. I'm not sure if he falls close to the top for you. I think he's got to be. I, I, I we asked me that question last week. I, I couldn't come up with a good answer, but I mean, Yoda just is. You know, you see such growth in him through the original movies, some of the mistakes that he made. I mean, you find that he's not this perfect person. The Jedi aren't a perfect organization. I mean, they weren't able to foresee the rise of the Emperor and that sort of thing. So, um, I, you know, you really see in the new trilogies, he trains Luke, some of the uh, some of the growth there. And even some, um, you know, he's just a, a got great lines. He's, mm-hmm. he's a funny character. He's very quotable. Um, so it's got to be Yoda. He's got to be up there. Star Wars, you must watch. <laughs> so I, I think from one of my favorite ones, uh, his in terms of quotes, if you, if you if you know any of them as well, but uh, do or do not. Uh, what, is, what, what does he say? There uh, is no try. There is no try. Yes, mm-hmm. do or do not. There is no try. And talks about failure a lot, and talks about um, different uh, themes. And uh, what the cool thing is, and again, we won't give any spoilers on this, but in the new Disney Plus. Uh, show that a lot of people are loving. Uh, maybe that's the future of Star Wars, mm-hmm. Mandalorian, about a bounty hunter. One of the main characters that everybody's in love with and want to get plush toys for Christmas is Baby Yoda. Yeah, I guess he doesn't have a name, uh, but that's what we're calling him. Same species as Yoda. <laughs> um, we assume at this point, based on the timeline, that it of course isn't Yoda. But sure, we'll 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 see how that goes. Another, you know, you mentioned the Mandalorian. That's another example of a character that we've seen so far. Again, no spoilers if nobody is uh, haven't finished up the Mandalorian yet. <laughs> But a, uh, a person that is going through some redemption in his uh, character arc from the time when we first meet him as a grizzled bounty hunter mm-hmm. to uh, kind of where we are now. And, you know, rebirth stories is such a, a big part of Star Wars uh, in the, um, you know, in the. Uh, first uh, three stories episodes made, you had Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker, which we talked about. We talked about um, Han Solo. Um, you know, he called the Force some kind of mumbo jumbo, superstitious right. stuff. And and then he, you know, in the Force Awakens, he says, you know, he admits it's true. All yeah. of it's true in Episode Seven, and then uh, other examples in like uh, Finn, who is a stormtrooper, and then he becomes Finn. So, do you think rebirth stories like that? I mean, do you think that kind of lets people know, hey, you have second chances no matter how bad you've done things. And, and that's how it is in our life. You know, no matter how bad, you know, you have a chance to, to you know, redo. I think you've got characters in Star Wars that, you know, are are living out that theme. I mean, Finn, like you mentioned, he's a, he's a person who was raised from birth to be a stormtrooper. He goes to his first battle, his first engagement, and he finds that he, he can't pull the trigger. He can't, you know, basically slaughter an innocent village full of people. So, I mean, you've got a guy that really hasn't done anything super bad yet, but again, that second chance. And then you've got Darth Vader. You've got others who 
have done horrible things throughout the course of their existence or the galaxy's existence, but yet that second chance is still offered um, to them if if they're able to take that step and, and fully understand what they have done and, and, and look to, again, another power. Yeah, will Kylo Ren or Ben Solo, will he have a rebirth? Will he be the enemy, the evil in the rise of Skywalker? That's the question a lot of people want answered. And Jason and you know, I know, but we can't tell you. <laughs> we cannot <laughs> tell you the truth about that. Um, so, um, and, uh, and, and obviously one of the last things that we see um, in episodes uh, seven and eight, you've got Luke, who's kind of given up on the faith. Mm-hmm. He's given up on the Force, uh, retreated to this rocky island, living with these uh, kind of weird-looking caretakers, <laughs> right. fish nuns, I think was uh-huh. what they're called. Um, and uh, you know, he's he's had these failings. He 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 thinks you know, there's no way I can I can kind of have another rebirth as you know a Skywalker because I've let everybody down. Kylo Ren uh, destroyed that, and, and, and it's kind of cool. We get a little bit of more of that story right. in Episode Nine. So do you think uh, for you is is the story of Luke kind of resonates throughout these last uh, five or six episodes? I I, I think so. And I I think, too, that that treatment of Luke, I mean, a lot of people have their issues of how that character was treated in The Last Jedi in Mm -hmm. in Episode 8. But it does kind of ground Luke a little bit into more of a, you know, uh, somebody that everybody can identify with in terms of your, your path to you know, uh, righteousness or your, or your your path in anything in life isn't going to be this, like, always straight and wonderful, perfect thing. It's all worked out, you know, wonderfully. Like, Luke didn't get to train all the Jedi in the world and the galaxy lived happily ever after, that there were still challenges, there were still issues, and still a point where he wanted to, to give up. But we also see at the end of that movie that that he's able to kind of realize the error of, of that way of thinking, and, and Yoda helps him with that. Uh, Yoda's spirit appears in this movie and actually has another great set of quotes with him uh, talking about how failure is one of the greatest teachers. That, you know, sure, it's wonderful when everything works out, but when when we fail, when we don't get what we want, that that can teach us just as much, if not more, than when things do work out, when things are going swimmingly. Yeah, and it's and it's reality. I mean, Luke, you know, he could have come back and be like, "Yeah, Ray, I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you. Let's let's go do this." But but it's 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 real life. He's he's upset. He feels guilty. He has a conscience, and he's kind of this grizzled older man, like grumpy, like I don't want to do. There's some, some nice comic lines for for uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. for Mark Hamill to deliver, but uh, but you know, it's it's real life, and I think that's what people kind of connect to with Star Wars because even though it's this fantasy world and who knows what time it takes place that it is something where these characters are people we can relate to. Absolutely. It's it's the hero's journey, but I mean you can see pieces and parts of yourself probably in in all the characters through the through the Star Wars trilogies uh, in general you can pick out different traits of of Luke and Han and Leia and the new characters that you know really resonate with Things that have gone on in your life and uh, thing and personality traits that you might have. Absolutely. Okay. Now we're going to close out with some okay. trivia. I know Ooh. you're one of the smartest guys I know, especially oh, when it comes to Star Wars. All right. All right? You've, you've got a good IQ okay. on this okay. thing. Star Wars IQ too. So, okay. Here's a few. Um, I'm not sure if there's eight or nine of these. We'll see how many you get right. All right. Okay. We'll, we'll give you a scorecard. Okay. Again. Okay. We're going to start with uh, an easy one. Okay. What were Luke's aunt and uncle's job? On Tatooine, they were moisture farmers. Hey, very good. Tatooine is a desert planet. You got to have moisture. They had to uh, to get it out of the atmosphere. Okay, very good. That's one for one. All right. And how many in how many languages is C three PO fluent? 
Six million. Whoa, that's very good. It, what it says here, according to to this uh, page, I found more than six million. Oh, okay. But we'll we'll count you right. Six, okay, all right. Six, six so give that one to good. me. Yeah. Appreciate it. Now this is pretty cool. Uh, what was the original name of the first Star Wars movie when it went into production? Ooh, um, Blue Lagoon. <laughs> that was an actual movie, though. That was an actual movie. Are you talking about the what, what was the, what was the name of the of the movie? Um, so, what was the original name of that first Star Wars movie when it went into production? When George Lucas takes it into production, he's got a name for this movie. Oh, uh, oh, uh, uh, let's see here. Star Wars: The Adventures of Luke Starkiller. Very good. How did you, you see? You didn't. You didn't peek on this. Right? I did not. But listen, let me tell you why I said the other one. Here, uh, here's what. It, here's what it looks like. See, look at that. Oh wow. <laughs> oh, as taken from the Journal of the Wills Saga One. Wow, there's a lot of extra stuff in that yeah, one. Yeah, sure. So the reason I said that, in order to hide the production from people that wanted to come and and really. Like uh, take pictures and things like that. He actually called it Blue Harvest. I'm thinking of okay, now. Blue, Blue Harvest. Harvest. So there you okay. go. Okay, very good. Hey, so you get extra credit for that, all right? <laughs> Thank you. All right, who kissed Leia first, Han or Luke? Ooh, interesting question. I believe that would be Luke. Very good, very good. Yes, who they they're brother and sister, right? So that's well, they figured that out. <laughs> they were able, they were able to figure that out at the after end. the fact. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. So what species? We were talking about him earlier. Mm -hmm. What species is Yoda? That is a trick question because Yoda's species is never mentioned. That, nobody knows. That's right. Very good. You must have looked at this website before. Negative. All I, right. I love Star Wars. <laughs> All right. Now, this is a little tougher one. This All is right. kind of a camera angle thing. Okay. In which movie does the camera actually pan back up after that uh, famous crawl at the beginning of the movie? Ah, that is a good question. Um, He's going to guess on this one. Well, I've got got eight choices here. Nine if you include the new one. Right. Um I'm going to go with, that would be, uh, goodness, I don't know, episode three. Uh, it's close. Episode two, Attack of the Clones. Ah, gotcha. It pans up. Because usually they pan down. That, yes. Because you know, they start the, in space, and then right. you got to get somewhere else. Go down to reality or right. the Death Star or some kind of fleet. All right. So what odds does C-3PO give Han Solo for successfully navigating the asteroid field? Oh, man. See, it's uh, getting harder that's, here. That's a real hard one. Uh, I would say uh, 3,000 and something to one. Very close. 3,720 to one. I so couldn't get the exact. We'll give yeah. you half a point for all that, right. all right? <laughs> um, and we got, um, let's see here. Um, one last one, okay? Okay. What is the first original theatrical movie where we actually see Jabba the Hutt? Uh, mm. It was a deleted scene, but you actually see Jabba the Hutt in episode four, A New Hope. But that was a deleted scene. If you want to go with the other other work, okay. other one, I mean, we see him first in Return of the Jedi, released in 1983. Episode six, very good. Yep. Yeah, congratulations. I, th I think you get a score of uh, yeah, like an 85. I think. <laughs> okay, that'll That's work. A B. It's a passing grade okay. for your Star Wars IQ. I'll so. take that. All right, thank you so much, Chief Meteorologist Derek and Kay, for joining us with your uh, Star Wars knowledge, and uh, we appreciate you joining us on this podcast. May the Force be with you. And also with you. You know, that was really enjoyable getting to sit down and have a fun chat with my uh, my friend and WTVM co-worker uh, for the last dozen years. 
and a fellow Star Wars aficionado and, and big fan, Derek Kincaid, our chief meteorologist here, and uh, a lot of uh, great things to say about uh, the Force and Star Wars and, and so many different uh, symbolism there when it comes to faith and, and staying in shape as well. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really interesting. He talked about how technology, you know, if you don't have that, what do you reach out to like, like Luke did on that very first uh, movie that was made, A New Hope, and how he, he looked to a higher power and finally, you know, we were able to reach that goal, which we think is impossible because, it, you know, that takes faith and not maybe our own deeds or, or us doing it alone. It talks in Hebrews 11.1 1 about how, you know, practice being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. And there's always impossible work ahead. And uh, but it's things that can be done with God's help. And, you know, if we understand that we're flawed, we're not perfect, only Jesus was perfect, that we know that, uh, you know, God's help is necessary. And as long as we practice our faith, like Luke did as he used the force in the Death Star's trench, it is always required. And uh, we're now going to actually go to the Gospel of Luke for our parting gift for this podcast episode uh, to, to read a little bit of the story from the message version of the Christmas story as we get uh, as we're in this Christmas time in the spirit. You can gather around and listen to the Christmas story. A lot of people read it from uh, from Luke. And so this is Luke 1, 26, 56 through Luke 2, 1 through 20. God sent the angel Gabriel to the Galilean village of Nazareth to a virgin engaged to be married to a man descended from David. His name was Joseph, and the virgin's name Mary. Upon entering, Gabriel greeted her. Good morning. You're beautiful with God's beauty, beautiful inside and out. God be with you. She was thoroughly shaken, wondering what was behind a greeting like that. But the angel assuring her, Mary, you have nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son and call his name Jesus. He will be great. Be called son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will rule Jacob's house forever. No end ever to his kingdom. Mary said to the angel, but how? I've never slept with a man. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest hover over you. Therefore, the child you bring to birth will be called holy son of God. Now, fast forwarding to Luke 2, 1 through 20. About that time, Caesar Augustus ordered a census to be taken throughout the empire. This was the first census when Quirinius was governor of Syria. Everyone had to travel to his own ancestral hometown to be accounted for. So Joseph went from the Galilean town of Nazareth up to Bethlehem in Judah, David's town, for the census. As a descendant of David, he had to go there. He went with Mary, his fiancée, who was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. She gave birth to a son, her firstborn. She wrapped him in a blanket and laid him in a manger because there was no room in the hostel. There were shepherders camping in the neighborhood. They had set night watches over their sheep. Suddenly, God's angel stood among them and God's glory blazed around them. They were terrified. The angel said, don't be afraid. I'm here to announce a great and joyful event that is meant for everybody worldwide. A savior has just been born in David's town, a savior who is Messiah and master, This is what you're to look for, a baby wrapped in a blanket and lying in a manger. At once, the angel was joined by a huge angelic choir singing God's praises. Glory to God in the heavenly heights. Peace to all men and women on earth who please him. As the angel choir withdrew into heaven, the shepherders talked it over. Let's go get over to Bethlehem as fast as we can and see for ourselves what God has revealed to us. They left running and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. Seeing was believing. They told everyone they met what the angels had said about this child. All who heard the shepherders 
were impressed. And it's, you know, so amazing, that story. Seeing is believing. This is the time of year to celebrate Jesus, uh, what he did for us um, thousands of years ago, and what he's still doing for us today. That's our parting gift. And uh, turning now to our final segment, which is Food for Thought. It is related to Star Wars and a little bit of fitness that you maybe can do after eating all that holiday food. Now, we were talking earlier about Yoda, but uh, one of my, uh, another one of my favorite characters from the Star Wars universe is Chewbacca. In fact, I have a quick impression for you. This is Chewbacca on a motorcycle. Uh, that's kind of uh, off tune a little bit there, but um, <laughs> not sure if that sounded like him or not. But uh, Chewbacca is obviously in a lot of the films, um, uh, including the very first one that was made, Episode Four, as the sidekick for Han Solo. In the original movies, he was played by seven-two British actor Peter Mayhew, who unfortunately passed away earlier this year. Now with this new trilogy, it kicked off in 2015. He's been played by six-ten. Uh, actor from Finland and a former Penn State basketball player, Jonas Suetamo, who has played that role and was first as a body double for Mayhew in The Force Awakens. Then he's been full-time Chewy ever since then. He's kind of uh, uh, mastered the Wookiee language, which is essential to the character. The uh, The crew from Men's Health Magazine spent some time with Suetamo, the uh, six foot ten actor, um, during the filming of The Rise of Skywalker to get a look at uh, maybe how he was able to portray Chewbacca and get in shape for that. And his workout has a wide range of muscle groups, according to Men's Fitness, and uh, to be able to get his Wookiee on and him play Chewbacca, spending a lot of time in the gym. So maybe if you want to do that and kind of get that, that chewy spirit on, here are the uh, the parts of that workout right here, the Chewbacca workout, you might call it, to be strong like a Wookiee. The warm-up is one minute of burpees. Uh, that's those uh, kind of clapping down on the ground and then jumping back up if you like to do those. The workout then continues to weighted lunges, three sets of 10 reps per leg, and then you do a barbell deadlift, three sets of 12 of those, a machine back row to get that back real strong, three sets of 10 of those, then three sets of six reps of pull-ups, um, so take your time with those, and then the bench press, three sets of 10 reps, whatever weight you want to use on those, and then finally, three sets of eight reps of shoulder press. And uh, it's a great celebrity uh, workout routine, again, for Jonas Suatamo, who plays Chewbacca in the latest Star Wars films, including The Rise of Skywalker. Hope you get a chance to go out and see that movie with your family. Of course, this is the time maybe to go see movies because it's a time we have a lot uh, off work and looking for something to do after opening all those presents and eating all that food and enjoying time with your family. Hope you and yours have a very Merry Christmas. And again, Happy Hanukkah to our Jewish families out there. And we're going to end with a prayer. Thank you, Lord, for uh, this time of Christmas as we celebrate Christ and the birth uh, many years ago as he continues to be Lord of our lives. And uh, we just thank you for this time together with the family. We pray for safe travels for anybody as they go uh, away to see family or come back home uh, after the holidays. And uh, we just thank you for our families. Keep everybody healthy this time of year as well. In your name we pray. Amen.
Thanks again for joining us for the Run the Race podcast. This is uh, episode number eight. Again, you can listen at WTVM.com slash podcast. Share about it with your friends all over social media. Use the hashtag Run the Race podcast. We'd love to you to subscribe to it on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. Write a review at the end of the episode page there. Just one or two sentences so we can keep this thing going. And uh, tell us what you'd like to hear about, you know, about something specific about fitness or faith. And uh, send me information. You can send it to Jaden at WTVM.com and I'd love to hear from you and and we can include that on the podcast along with any reviews that you write as well. Again, hope you and yours have very happy holidays and a Merry Christmas and we'll see you into the new year.